Liv lays off 17% of their workforce. Hello, Grit Wisers. This is Jay and Brandon. Uh, Compose yourself, Brandon. <laughs> Get yourself together. Why do you sound like a British pop star right now? Like, what? No, you like you sound like a host of like British like I I can't believe I can't dance or something like that. Like <laughs> what are you talking? Oh, you mean like the X Factor or something like? Yeah. The show ones. Jokes aside, Brandon and I will be on a special live. What does that even mean, Brandon? Live. We'll be live, like alive. Like, <laughs> like we can't cut it when when you say something inappropriate. We can't just like cut that, and Yikes. we have to just roll with it. You have to you have to deal with the fact that you're gonna get canceled because yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's just say there's a lot of swearing involved. Just kidding. Uh, maybe some inappropriate jokes made. But hey, look, that's the beauty of live streaming and live episodes. So this a Friday. What are we talking? May eighth. This Friday, May eighth. Make sure you tune in at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because Brandon and I will be on our YouTube channel and Facebook, or Facebook actually, maybe just Facebook, live. So by the time you get this. So just stay on your toes wherever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know. All right. Also, this is Instacart Bots. Have we heard of that? We also sent out a, a new survey to our drivers, and one of the questions we, we snuck in there was, what would you have done differently? If we teleported you back in the beginning, now that you have experience with your rideshare and your gig work, we have a thousand responses to that survey and Uber earnings, which released last week. Uh, well, as of it's going to release on Uber's earnings report is like May 6th, 7th. Dang it. I, I know this. It's in it's on it's on Thursday. But uh, depending on what day it is, is that May 6th, Thursday? Yep. Wait. Nope. May 7th. All right. It's on May 7th. Lyft is May 6th. May 7th after market hours, which means 4.31 on the dot. Right. <laughs> Not that it matters to anybody who doesn't follow the stock market. Another and our fun, our fun topic for today. Guess what? That is. What would you do what would you tell yourself before your first day of driving uber yes and a As bonus advice. fun fact a bonus fun topic crazy partitioning drivers are protecting themselves with these plastic panels that separate their cars think taxi plastic panels but like in your own personal vehicle in the whole way up and down wow that's and a surprise it's actually genius and some public health officials have went on the news and said this is a smart idea. I, I don't know what, what everything is. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> Lyft laying off 17% of their workforce. Before we go into the 17%, that includes pay cuts to top executives. So think vice presidents and above 30% pay cuts to them. So instead of making, I don't know, upper six figs, now they're making lower six figs. Uh, <laughs> big fish furloughs to other employees so i'm assuming maybe lower entry and maybe contractors they furlough them which uh correct me if i'm wrong brandon furlough just means you ain't getting paid but you're still working uh it means that you're not you haven't been laid off and like come like officially completely terminated but you aren't 
Uh, so you're, I think you're technically kind of still an employee, but you're not getting any hours right now, and you're not getting you're not getting paid right now. Do you get benefits though? Uh, that's a great question. I think maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, well have to we have to do that one. Can we do some live research here and see uh, if? Sure, sure. I mean, let's we, see. I literally have three monitors in front of me and access to the interwebs. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You do. Yes. More often than not, you will keep your keep your benefits. So it's Ah, it's, it is good in order to for workers to be able to maintain their benefits because, yeah, they I mean, you're technically still an employee. You're just you're just not getting paid. You just don't got work working. Yeah. What about collecting unemployment? Probably not because you're furloughed. I think so. I think that does screw some people in terms of like getting uh, getting unemployment. Um so like with like in general i think that you would not be able to get unemployment um though like i though it is like a state by state thing um though with like the um with the cares act i think that kind of makes it a little bit easier to at least get that uh get the pua um Mm. unemployment of the 600 dollars. so i think they should be able to collect on that okay well look either way that's all fine and dandy but the seventeen percent that actually got laid off, whoosh. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, a lot. it's uh, worth knowing. Like Uber is. is I, I don't think um, people really realize how much bigger Uber is than than Lyft. Um, so when Lyft laid off seventeen percent of their workforce, how many? Do you know, like what the what the raw number is in terms of the those layoffs? Uh, I believe it was two hundred. 289 employees got laid off. 289 employees. So to put that into a little bit of context, Uber is, they are considering um, laying off 20% of their workforce as far as as far as we know. And then that's going to be about 5,400 employees. I, I didn't even so, know Uber was that behemoth. They are that behemoth. Um, Were they all marketing? I, are they all marketing? <laughs> I don't know. I have I have no idea, but yeah, they because the last they one layoffs they were all marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's one thing worth noting is like this isn't necessarily uh, a new thing for both Uber and Lyft. Like in the over the past year, they've been cutting. They've had a number of non-coronavirus uh, related layoffs while they were doing really, really well for their standards. While they were doing like really, really well, mm-hmm. um, so it's not completely. It's not completely kind of out of the out of the blue. And some um, analysts out there think that, you know, this was something that a lot of these companies were going to do anyway in like some capacity. So, um, yeah, I'm really unfortunate for everyone that uh, got laid off. But, yeah, that's um, that has happened with Lyft. So we will kind of see how. And if Lyft is able to, you know, kind of navigate the COVID nineteen situation and and uh, come out uh, the under, other end of it, sure, which I, sure, I, sure. I think they will. I think they I, will too. I think they will too. Um, <laughs> I feel like the industry is disrupted enough. You don't just like break into the scene, cost ten years worth of disruptions, and then just disappear in the thin air. I mean, yeah, you've already made your indelible mark. You're here to stay. And especially with Uber sitting on 10 B's worth of cash and that's billions mm-hmm. of cash reserves. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, you also, I mean, on, in, in Lyft's case, you also have almost $3 billion in cash. Um, Lyft's burn, Lyft isn't 
anywhere near as big as uh, Uber is. So their burn rate is also nowhere as large as Uber's is, you know, so uh, like that three billion in cash should take them like a pretty decently long way. And they could also raise um, more money as if, if, if they did need to. So, you know, I don't think Lyft is necessarily going anywhere. They have started to move some somewhat into delivery services. This is like where Uber is in a much better position, honestly, than Lyft is to be able to weather the storm because one, they are multinational, so they can kind of lean on some other markets that are doing better than others during like this time. Mm -hmm. And also they have, they're incredibly well positioned from a delivery standpoint to be able to uh, just seamlessly shift into delivery. Um, you know, because they would just focus on Uber Eats and instead of exactly. instead of rideshare, they we I think we talked about before um, Uber Direct and then Uber Connect, where they're kind of doing essentially peer to peer, along with uh, more retail and grocery focused uh, delivery. Um, you know, they're gonna be I a thousand percent think in a couple of couple of months here you're gonna you're gonna see them starting to challenge like the instacarts and the ship ships of the world in terms of grocery delivery so uh they're pretty well positioned to be able to to survive and thrive through throughout this uh situation instacart bots i mean as i know this works kind of like what Amazon botting used to look like on Amazon Flex Brandon you would get dispatched these blocks of work that you had to manually accept and snatch up, but people would write bot programs, kind of like what they do for botting for sneakers. Uh, I don't know if Gridwisers are aware, Brandon and I were, were into the sneaker uh, scene, and it's impossible to buy sneakers on release because they get botted out, snatched up instantly, and that's what's happening to Instacart, all right? People are complaining about botting, still existing in Instacart, snatching up all the good deals. Yep, it's uh, it's kind of a big issue. Um, mm-hmm. and the Instacart has had kind of like a number of overall issues that have, have sucked, like and this fake is fake tipping, I like fake tipping for sure. I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast, but yeah, like the fake tipping where people were basically saying, "Okay, oh yeah, I'm going to tip you a hundred dollars," so that mm-hmm. they get like a lot of people, you know, wanting to to pick up their their groceries essentially, but then they after they get them delivered, then they change the tip to like. Five dollars, which is one of the or zero, the, <laughs> Even or, or zero, which is one of the most uh, during a pandemic egregious. to fuck your <laughs> fuck your delivery driver is one of the most egregious oh. offenses that you could possibly do that will oh. surely get you a like prime seat in hell somewhere, mm-hmm. um, like a prime time seat, you know. Where you, I don't know Front if you read. Row. I don't know if you've read Dante's Inferno about kind of like the layers of hell, but you're probably you're right there with the frozen devil in the middle of it. Um, if that's like how you roll. So literature. Yeah. Uh, uh, OK. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that is um, that's a horrible thing that people were people were doing. Um, and now you have people that are essentially just taking up all the good trips um by i like you said they kind of have some sort of a bot program that doesn't appear to be technically against instacart's terms of terms of service because i'm sure they probably just didn't think that somebody was going to do do something like this mm. don't quote me 100 on that but i believe that's like the case um so people are like in, in some markets they're just scooping up all the grocery deliveries so no one can get some mm-hmm. and obviously i think they have to like release some of them like back but mm-hmm. it's like a very frustrating 
issue right now. Yeah, you keep all the juicy ones from all from all the good stores with no lines. Mm-hmm. And you let go all the bad ones. I'm sure Instacart executives never in a million years would have imagined being thrust into a situation where 99% of everybody started ordering groceries online. So they went from like, you know, oh, we just have like our steady flow of users to overnight when grocery stores, basically COVID came over in full swing, like overnight mm-hmm. it just exploded in users and yeah. new registrations. Yep. And, and not only on both ends, people working Instacart and people like shopping for Instacart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and they, I mean, they still can't really make up demand. Um, we'll, we're going to have uh, an article that comes out. It might have come out by the time people actually listen to this podcast, but um instacart driver instacart demand from passengers or from consumers i should say has increased like 60 some percent um people said they they basically order from instacart 60 percent more now than they did Mm -hmm. otherwise what's interesting though is that people are still going to be doing that after um so people said even after stay-at-home orders are lifted throughout 2020 yeah i'm ordering Instacart still at about the same rate. Mm -hmm. So Instacart is exploding. It's going to continue to explode. And uh, it's not going to it's not going to like stop. Like Mm -hmm. people are going to continuously be ordering more and more groceries. So uh, if I'm a driver and Instacart drivers right now are making more than Uber drivers, they're making like from our data, they're making like 17 bucks an hour. Let Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you a little story was on reddit the other day and i saw this guy post his instacart earnings 1600 1600 dollars in a week yeah drive like instacart drivers are killing it and you don't put like the wear and tear on your car no. like it's not it's not nearly the same like wear and tear because like deal with people you don't got to deal with people because it's like You're, contactless drop-off man it's con- contactless drop-off you don't have to deal with people people are people generally slamming your doors tip they're not telling me some indoors people generally tip better and you don't have the same amount of wear and tear on your car mm-hmm. like so that car that you know you're doing you're having like depreciation of i don't know you know on some cars it's like you know seventy five hundred dollars a year or something like that mm-hmm. which should you should account for as an expense as a, as a driver mm-hmm. you don't get nearly that mm-hmm. um as when you're doing instacart when you're doing uh, well, yeah, when you're doing like shipped and things like that, you get you you get a little bit more, I think, when you're when you're talking about um, you know, Postmates, DoorDash delivery. But yeah, with Instacart, you know, that's like a completely different game, and drivers are killing it right killing now. Killing it right now. So that begs the question: um, Is that money worth the possibility of contracting and spreading the coronavirus? Yeah, that's when you got to kind of think about and decide for yourself. Like, you can collect the PUA. You can collect the pandemic unemployment assistance. Yeah. There's, you can make, in some states, we make had four. an article, we, in some articles, we, we had a... 600 or, plus 500 a week. Make 4000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we had an article about this earlier, but in some states, you can make money with an Instagram, with a DoorDash, whatever, Uber... And still collect that unemployment to like a certain to like a certain extent, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's one thing. I mean, that's 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 a nice MPA, thing to kind of think about. Yeah, MPA, you can make about a thousand dollars extra a month and still collect full unemployment benefits. Yeah, which also in Pennsylvania is up to five hundred sixty-three a week from the state plus your six hundred from the federal government. So I imagine there's some gig workers out there who are collecting nearly almost $1,200 a week on unemployment while getting that 250 a week from Instacart. 
So they're making like six thousand a month, seven thousand a month. Plus uh plus that SBA loan. Maybe exactly. EID loan. Stimulus a, package. To give people an idea, <laughs> that's more than some uh, white collar salary jobs out there. That's quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, definitely like something that uh, as a driver, like, you know, you got to think about making a decision for yourself. A lot of dri- a lot of drivers aren't d- able to get unemployment right now because all of the systems are kind of down and things like that. So a lot of drivers aren't able to get unemployment. In some states, Georgia, for instance, you can't get, excuse me, you, you can't get like the state actual unemployment. You have to, o- you can only get the P- PUA. You so you can only get, you can only get the 600. Oh, my. Yeah. And then there's a couple of states like that. So, like, depending on where you are and what your overall needs are, things like that, a lot of drivers are still in a situation where, hey, financially, it doesn't make sense for me to, like, sit at home because I still can't necessarily, like, pay my bills. So, it's still, even with kind of, like, the unemployment, which a lot of drivers haven't filed, uh, most of most of the drivers that have filed haven't received any, haven't been approved. Even if you've been approved, that doesn't mean you're necessarily getting funds right now. So there's a lot of situations and people out there that, you know, have to do something still. So if they want to be able to make income. So there's still decisions, you know, if you're if you're a healthy, I would you know, it's it's much riskier, I think, to just to be right to do, be doing ride share than uh, than grocery at this point. Um, so it's definitely just like a personal decision. Hey, you know, if I'm a healthy adult, uh do I want to uh, take any risks here? You know, as a as a sole proprietor of my own rideshare business, I wish I would have driven more in 2019. So you could get get a little bigger uh, PPP. Got a little bigger PPP. Did you tell it? <laughs> did you? It would have sounded really weird if you cut the third P off. Oh, you need a bigger. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Uh, PPP did we... Jokes aside. What is one thing that you wish you knew about rideshare before you started driving? Now, we asked this question to a thousand Redwise users. What did they say? And the number one response. What did the people say? We wish we knew about all the wear and tear on our cars. And look, that is hindsight's twenty twenty. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about, yeah, I drive 10,000 miles ridesharing. But no one thinks about that's that's like worth fifty thousand miles of regular commuting because your ride sharing is hard on your car, man. You're you're pumping on the brakes constantly. It's mm-hmm. all city driving. Stop yep. and go, stop and go. Passengers getting in and out. Hundreds of people, thousands slamming your doors back and forth. I mean, that is the number one thing rideshare drivers wish they knew about before getting into rideshare is just how much wear and tear it puts on your vehicle, and just how yeah. much that ends up taking it out of your total net earnings. Yeah. So, other interesting ones, Brandon, are just how low the pay got. You know, back in the day, the golden age rideshare, they were incentivizing drivers a ton just to drive. And then once those ran dry and prices dropped as they struggled to reach profitability, so have driver earnings. And also, here's another one, not so much your car, but just how much wear and tear it puts on your own body, which begs me. The mm, that's thing. interesting. Man. There are There are ways you can do to protect yourself. And your health, there's there's healthful, mindful ways to do rideshare driving. And that is stretching, taking frequent breaks, hydrating, making sure you're hydrating. And that I, it's so easy to fall into that trap of just not drinking anything but coffee or, or energy drinks and just doing a 12-hour shift because the trips keep on coming. But at the end of the day, you're dehydrated, highly caffeinated, and you've been sitting in a fetal position for the past 12 hours. It's bad for you overall in the long term. 
before I get into more replies, what do you think about those three, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the one that surprises me that people said was kind of wear and tear on their body. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think that is wrong at all. It's just like, I, I mean, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I, there's all, but it makes so much sense because a lot of drivers, um, you know, you might spend 12 hours in your car just sitting there, right? And then you, what do you, I mean, a lot of drivers don't bring lunch and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's easy to just go grab a burger or something like that and end up eating like pretty damn unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense, you know. Um, and I agree, like a little stretching, seeing if you can get some kind of, uh, you know, have some sort of like an exercise routine. Um, maybe while you're waiting, a lot of drivers at the airport lots, you know, could do some things there and things like that. I think that's important because, uh, yeah, you just kind of sitting there driving around. That's, um, you know, for a lot of drivers, that's not going to be the healthiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Also, we get from both ends of the spectrum, Lyft, both Uber, all the delivery gig platforms, drivers, grid wisers especially, wish they knew just how much these companies are taking as their share of the cut, which in some cases yeah. is more than drivers are making. Well, I think what I think that's a, one of my theories is that's kind of like by design of how confusing it is to, in order to understand like how much you get paid and like where, like what makes sense there. Cause a lot of drivers, they think, uh, they kind of think, okay, well they're take Uber's taking like a percentage of the fee when it's more so you have like a set rate and then you're getting paid like the set rate mm-hmm. and whatever the passenger pays is, is, is it really, really irrelevant to you. Um, so like you get a lot of drivers that are seeing like, you know, Hey, they took like, 20 or they took like 80 percent of my ride which is true yeah but that's also how like your payment structure is is broken down which i feel like is i feel like in some cases that that's it's a little purposely uh confusing so i don't blame i don't blame anyone for not really understanding how Uh understanding that before you drive because it's confusing Eat. And another confusing one that a lot of grid watchers wish they knew before they, if they could go back and change everything, is just everything about taxes. And yeah. look, they don't make it easy. <laughs> These companies basically don't have a course for you to, to take or a tooltip that says, "Hey, you should be saving like twenty percent of all your income for tax reasons, so you don't you don't get that surprise bill at the end." Oh man, here's a really wholesome one, Brandon. You're gonna love this. I wish I would have known about your company. From oh. Ago. Oh, oh, oh. my feelings tugging on my heartstrings. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We know who you are, too. I'm not going to say the email, but you may be getting the gas card <laughs> for saying that. You just got to suck up to us a little bit. Just, yeah, uh, you just got to slip a little <laughs> kind words into the... Uh, Always into, slip kind words. And then we'll, uh, we'll hook mm. you up there. So, awesome. Awesome. And fun bonus topic, Brandon. Plastic dividers between driver and passenger that some drivers are using. Now, this is why it actually works. And this is why it's absolutely genius. Do you know why? Uh, no. So you may be thinking, well, what's what's a stupid plastic thing going to do? A barrier. I mean, it's not going to stop the germs from flo- like floating around through like the cracks, right? Well... 
check this out. When you crank that air on, all right, or when you open the windows on the front and the back, what happens is as you're driving, all that airflow is going into your cabin, into your driver partition. And that's essentially creating a pressure difference, a positive difference that blows everything out into the back. So no matter what happens, if, even if there's small cracks everywhere, air is flowing out of your side back into the passenger side. Therefore, no dust particles or viral particles can ever even make it to you. So essentially, they've built their own biocontainment laboratory. Genius. It's awesome. People, a lot of like a lot of companies are starting to, to sell to sell some of that stuff. They sure are, and there's there's tons of buyers out there too. So, mm-hmm. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure there haven't been like a lot of there hasn't been like a lot of testing around that. Um, so I'd be interested to understand to see like a actual kind of like test to see okay <laughs> like how many like what's your percentage decrease of like what are your how do your chances of getting mm-hmm. anything really decrease from like having this um mm-hmm. that's so unknown but i gotta think it's better than not <laughs> than not it's having good, anything dude, exactly it's better than not having anything and especially with the airflow difference you know just think of it this way if viral particles hanging in the air and the wind's blowing the other way there's no chance it's getting over to you unless it recirculates somehow but yeah Make sure you like this podcast and subscribe to our channel, guys. Subscribe. Butter us up. Give us kind words. Make might give you card. a might get a gas card. Might get a gas card. We're pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Once again, this is Jay and Brandon, and we'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>